WTL, where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it, we're back. Yes, we are, and we've been working our way through the NFL yeah. divisions, divisional favorites, and just kind of looking at each team in each and every division. For sure. We still got to get to the NFC West. Yeah, some juggernauts in this one for sure. So, well, at least one. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know that juggernaut I think we're alluding to is San Francisco, but yeah. you know, I think they need maybe the the number one position kind of sewn up, the quarterback, and we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. But uh, let's, like like we've been doing, kind of a trend we've been doing is we'll start at the bottom of the division and yep. we'll work our way up. Um, as far as divisional winners, odds to win the division, and you know, so we have some uh, over/under props as far as For win sure. totals, uh, things of that nature as well. And bringing up the rear here in the NFC West, no surprise, the Arizona Cardinals, odds to win the NFC West plus. 2,500. <laughs> that tells you a lot that they're probably yeah. not in the driver's seat to be a contender this year. Yeah, for sure, Andy. And, you know, at the Cardinals' outlook right now is they thought they drafted their franchise changing quarterbacks a few years ago in mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, yep. you know, with the first overall pick. Inconsistent seasons have plagued Arizona since then, going 28 and 37 ever since, you know, getting yeah. Kyler Murray. Yeah. He also missed the end of the season last year with an uh, ACL tear, which, you know, and isn't respected to return till week five this year at the earliest. So Ouch. that's kind of why, you know, that that is such a huge. You know, line for yeah. them at plus yeah. twenty five hundred. Their over under wins, on the other hand, are at four and a half wins, Andy, mm-hmm. which is really bad. Yeah. But if you kind of look at the way that the Cardinals, you know, mapped out their off season with losing veteran pass rusher JJ Watt, star safety Buda Baker once out of Arizona, yeah. wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins was released. Yep. It's it's just it's just a barn sale all across right. Arizona Cardinal Nation. Yeah. So and you know they got a brand new coach and all that kind of stuff. So I, I believe he inherits a pretty undesirable roster here, Andy. Yes, and he is just gonna, you know, spend the year searching for pieces to plug in here and there. The Cardinals have have theirs in Houston Texans first round picks in 2024. So mm-hmm. that might be enough to, you know, keep the fans' spirits alive. But there's not a lot going for these guys this year. You know, last year they did have those pieces and their quarterback was on, or their quarterback played most of the season. Yeah. Uh, but he had his coach who was on the hot seat. Um, and then he was out the door. Yeah. That, you can say that experiment didn't work. It did. The college style quarterback with a college coach. Yeah. Nope, not that usually work. doesn't work. And uh you know they won four games last year and that was with all those pieces. Kyler Murray, DeAndre <laughs> yeah. Hopkins, yeah. Uh, JJ Watt coming off the edge. And they only won four games last year. Yeah, exactly, Andy. And I and like you just said, they had all those pieces. It's not looking good for them this year. I don't foresee that. I, I they could get five wins, but I I'm not putting any You're money not on putting it. Putting your faith in Colt McCoy. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why that's my Colt McCoy voice ever since it's he played we're for from Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, why. Uh, but it looks like he's going to be the starter. Or maybe Jeff Driscoll. They haven't even sorted that out yet. Yeah. Hey, that's why I have the preseason right. But if if you want the Cardinals uh, have optimism in them, they're at a whopping. 
plus 20,000 to win the Super Bowl. So if you're on him to win the Super Bowl, you got some good odds uh, there. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, let's move on up the list. Uh, yeah. The Los Angeles Rams, not too long ago. Yeah. Not too long ago, they were the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Now they're a plus 800 just to win the division. What's going on here? Matt Stafford's back. He looks healthy. Aaron mm-hmm. Donald's back in the fold. Uh, what's Cooper going Cup's on back. here? Cooper Cup's back. Yeah, he missed eight games last year, right? Now yep. he's back. He should be healthy. Well, it's just good times don't last forever, Andy. And, mm-hmm. you know, ask the Rams. They won the NFL Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. And uh, it it just, they they did what they needed to do to win that Super Bowl. They got to it twice, won it once, and every every franchise in the NFL would do exactly what the Rams did yeah. to, oh, yeah. to do this. But, yep. you know... Their once elite defense is now gutted. They don't have Jalen Ramsey. They don't have Von nope. Miller. They don't nope. have Bobby Wagner. With no running game this year and a bad line and a deteriorating defense, mm-hmm. a lot of LA seasons will depend on the guys you just said, Stafford and Cup. Yeah, how far they can carry him in assuming yep. that they both stay healthy. And that's a pretty good tandem there. But yeah, stay healthy. Can Cooper Cup stay healthy? And Matt Stafford, he's not a run around elusive guy. You know, <laughs> no. he's he's your prototypical step back passer. So yeah. like, uh, if he doesn't have a line in front of him, which he did yep. when yes. they went on that Super For Bowl sure. run, uh, when all those guys no they doubt. were phenomenal that they do not have that this year their roster was gutted and they sacrificed their draft capital yep. to bring in rentals during the super bowl era that's that's the way you do it though when yeah. you've got a chance yeah. when you have the big guns you do that do you think they can still get to six and a half wins because that's where this line is set as far as season totals six yeah. and a half it, it's it's really tough andy for me we went five J- and twelve last year i think they did go five and twelve last yeah. year but really what scares me is they went three and six when stafford was still on the field so mm. and they still had a lot of that makeup from the year before and baker they were, won one of those games i'm saying just three and six just with stafford i mean baker came mm-hmm. in at the end and won uh three games obviously uh, regardless of what else, I, I just don't believe that this team has what it takes. I, I really do believe that McVeigh and Stafford and Cup are just holding on to something that's not there, and yeah. I think this is the last year for all three of them in Los Angeles. Yeah, and McVeigh says some zany things, yeah. you know, and I, you know, you wonder where his head's at sometimes. Uh, um, but then he'll come back and he'll say the complete opposite a day later. Well, I thought he was out on the rebuild, and then he got back in on it, so I I don't know. I do believe this is the last year for Stafford and Cup, just because Mm -hmm. Cup's going to sign a huge deal, and Stafford probably going to retire. Yep, yep, I I think you're you're right about that, and I think they belong in that three-hole, and that's probably where they'll be regardless. Yeah. Let's move on up the ladder then. Yeah. This is an interesting team. This is a breakout team from last year. A lot of people weren't expecting much from the Seahawks after they traded away Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and then insert Geno Smith. I was shocked yeah. with the type of season Geno Smith, especially those first six, seven, eight games. Yeah. They're at a plus 200 to win the division right now. Jabron, where are you at with the Seahawks? This is your only value play in the in, in this whole thing that we're talking about, Andy, uh-huh. is the Seattle Seahawks at yeah. a plus 200. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, uh, Geno Smith came in and just had a phenomenal year last year. Comeback player of the year. Deserves a lot of credit for Seattle's offense churning into what it was last year. Uh-huh. Uh, saying that, last year, it, Seattle Seahawks' defense was just dismal. Lack of stops yeah, on defense. The shocking. Seahawks surrendered the eighth most points and the seventh most yards per game last season. Uh, you know, And that's, that's the reason they kind of 
didn't win a lot of games, mm-hmm. couldn't hold mm-hmm. people down in the stretch. Seattle addressed those concerns by signing Bobby Wagner, Pro Football Focus's top-graded linebacker in 2022, and drafting Devon Witherspoon with the fifth pick to partner with Tyreek Woolen. So that's yeah. a nice young yeah. uh, young corners that they have and an anchoring best linebacker in the game. So they did what they could to mm-hmm. put a Band-Aid on that, hoping that Gina will have another you know, have another run at this. So I do like the, um, uh, I do like their players. They, they do have a good, um, you know, group of players here, skill positions and all that kind of stuff. I still don't see him taking down the 49ers. I I don't either. And I, I also, they, they won eight games, they nine games last year. They went nine and eight last year. That's why that over under set at eight and a half this year. For sure. I'm not, I think they should get to nine wins. Yeah. I, I really do, but I also think you're going to see a regression from Geno Smith. Um, I think you can also just look at his first um, seven games last year compared to his last seven games <laughs> last year, and those are just like you flipped the stat sheet around. Yeah, the tape caught up to him. The down NFL, the stretch against yeah. tougher defenses yeah. tightened up, all that kind of stuff. I will give you a key reason that they are going to hit this over on the eight and a half wins, Andy. The Seahawks have the tenth easiest. Uh, strength okay. of schedule All in 2023. Right. They also went 4-0 and against the Rams in the Cardinals last year. Obviously went 0-2 against the 49ers, but that's four wins that I believe that they're going to pick up again. So they're already halfway there playing these lower-tier mm-hmm. teams in this division. Well, I was already leaning towards the over. Now I'm there. Now I, you're locked there. in. Let's move on up to yep. the front runners here. The San Francisco 49ers. They're at a minus 165 to yep. win the NFC West. I think they'll do that, but that question mark at quarterback scares the heck out of me. Yeah, uh, like you said, Andy, unfortunately uh, last year got to that NFC title game. They yep. were rolling. Brock Purdy hits his funny bone yep. or you know whatever happened. Brought in uh, Josh Johnson. He got hurt. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's taking snaps. Yeah, you know it was weird. It, it was just weird. It, yeah. you, you hate for a team that's as good as the San Francisco 49ers to be down to their fourth quarterback mm-hmm. he get injured and then you know you're in the you're a game away from the Super Bowl and there's nothing yeah. really you can do saying that Andy this is one of the best teams in the NFL Andy oh, yeah. I believe that they will win this division outright uh, by oh, a yeah. few games yep. and this over under 10 and a half wins is just a joke the 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 Niners have won double digit games and reached the conference title game in three of their last four seasons mm-hmm. it's super bowl or bust for the 49ers Andy a dub, uh a simple 10 and a half win should be an afterthought for this team and okay. the over's hitting the over's hitting uh, I mean, Trey Lance, is he going to be the guy? They brought in Sam Darnold. You might see him start the beginning of the season. And I think everybody in and around San Francisco wants to see Brock pretty yeah. healthy. They they just want to see that, give that guy a shot. Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, yeah, see what, can, see what can happen there. But it's the playmakers around him. You yeah. mentioned Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. It just <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shanahan adds so, so many elements. George so that, Kittle. Yeah, you can't contain it. You, you can't contain it. You, you really can't. You just need a trigger man that's capable and I don't know if Trey Lance is that guy. I think Brock Purdy could be. Yeah. Sam Darnold has flashed yeah. in the past, um, and he probably will serve, be serviceable enough for them to at least win the West and, as you say, probably reach that 10.5 win total. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Purdy is expected to return to the field right around the time the season starts, so it's kind of up in the air, like you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he may not be immediately ready to hop into live action. Former third overall pick, like you said, Trey Lanch, started the season last year and may yeah. do the same. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a juggling act right now. Obviously, Brock Purdy is... Is their guy, though, going into this season. 
Yeah, yeah. He just got to stay healthy. Like, got to stay like, healthy. Like we're saying, all these quarterbacks, you got to stay healthy. You got to stay healthy. You heard the horn. That means we're up against it. So let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, easy-drinking Ale Storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team. Crafted with Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect summer baseball beer. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, A&D Class, and joined by... Jabron. Oh, the parlay pounder. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) And you know what? You could say football is back. It's back. Uh, We we already had the uh, the Pro Bowl game. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game. Yep. Uh, And now... Today we are starting with some preseason games here, and guess what? Full slate. They're uh, they're putting out betting lines. Yeah, so we are back. So we 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 are we back. are we back. are we are talking about these betting lines, and and let's go with the Minnesota Vikings heading on out to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks, uh, I'm seeing them anywhere from two and a half point favorites all the way up to a four point favorite, depending on where you're look, looking. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty consistent. Thirty half is your over under. Jabron, there's so many question marks when in these preseason games. Who's playing? Who's not? What's the quarterback? Yeah. How many snaps are they going to get? Uh, uh, what are your initial thoughts on this uh, Seattle by three, three and a half? Yeah, like you said, Andy, the most important position in the sport of football is the quarterback. Yeah. With the starters likely not playing at all or very minimal in mm-hmm. this game, you know, Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins. Right. Our, my, what I'm thinking in this is you got to look at those first backup quarterbacks because they're going to play a lot of this game because mm-hmm. these NFL teams are looking at who is going to back up yeah. Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith. Yep. And that is what the race is for. And these guys, unlike the starters, want the snaps in these games. So your primary backups are Nick Mullins, uh, for Minnesota and Drew Locke for Seattle. Okay, these are two guys. guys who have had their fair share of NFL experience. Yep. Mullins. Uh, with the 49ers, Drew Locke was a high draft pick for the uh, Denver Broncos, if you remember. Yep. Each uh, appearing in 24 games throughout their career. Um, the quarterbacks behind... Mullins did pretty good for the 49ers, yeah. but was that more of their defense <laughs> and once again the running game? Yeah, it, it's it's more of a, you know, that yeah. that's the system in San Francisco, like we just said in our last segment. Mm-hmm. They've uh, they've been to the NFC Championship three out of the last four years, so yep. <laughs> pretty tough to not be good there. What, what I really like to see in this game, Andy, is that there is going to be a lot of young playmakers in this Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to score a lot of points. Yeah. So my best bet is that over 35 points because I just think they're going to be throwing a lot of uh, yeah. young guys, a lot yep. of rookies out there uh, that are going to be able to score points. And with these two guys at the quarterback, the guys that have been in the NFL, mm-hmm. know how it goes, know the speed, all that kind of stuff, I think they're going to be a lot of a lot of points scored in this game. So that over 35 is my best bet of this game. Yeah, those those veterans are going to carve up these rookies trying to make teams. You <laughs> no, know. no doubt about and, it. And on purpose, a lot of the defensive coordinators put them in man-to-man situations. You have see to. If, yep, see if you can make it or can not. You, can you handle it? Can, can you handle it? Yep. Because it, it's it's nothing like, uh, you know, teams like, you know, the old like Patriots and the old Broncos, mm-hmm. you know, teams that have been, you know, dynasties in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, they don't care about these games. They will lose 
use all four of them preseason yeah. just to get their roster yeah. the way that they want to. So yeah. uh, the only thing I feel confident in this game is that over at 35, Andy. Yeah. If I had to lean away, obviously I think I would lean towards – the Seattle Seahawks winning the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that spread, though. Just kind of placating to the crowd, having fun with it. Yeah, three and a half is, and four has really started to develop here. Get me away from that. Yeah, three and a half is pretty <laughs> tough. Four is even even yeah. harder. Uh, the the minus one seventy five money line is yep. maybe where you want to look if you're on the Seahawks. Uh, if you're on the Vikings, yeah, take the points. All right, now another game that's going to be on the NFL Network that yeah. we're looking at here. Uh, the Green Bay Packers heading out to Cincinnati, Ohio. This line opened up at one and a half. Green Bay as your favorite. Yeah. Now it's moved all the way up to four and a half, five, depending. Westgate just came out with five yeah. as Green Bay your favorites. What is going on here? Well, a lot of it goes to show you, Andy, which team is built already and what team is trying to get on the right track and trying to build their season in preseason. Mm -hmm. Now with the Cincinnati Bengals, with Joe Burrow going down, there's a bigger spotlight on that, who is the second guy up, all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. everybody knows that Joey B is the guy in Cincinnati. I think on the other side of the ball, Andy, obviously everybody knows that Jordan Love is next in line to take up the mantle of Rodgers Mm -hmm. from Favre, from Star. You know, he's the the next guy in the lineage. But I think that, you know, this being a road contest for Green Bay, but I, this means a lot more for Green Bay than it does, it does. Cincinnati. It does. So that that's the reason you're seeing that line go that way. And I and I do believe that the Packers probably should have this one, uh, just because they're going to be doing a lot more stuff on offense. Uh, Cincinnati's mm-hmm. got a lot more veteran players that are have already solidified themselves right. in the NFL yeah. that aren't going to get those reps. So I like the Green Bay Packers, and I, I, I would take that point spread with them as well. All right. You're going to take those. You're going to eat the points there. Yeah. Eat the juice. Drink For the juice. For sure. Uh, in Cincinnati, that's a really good point because, I mean, they're coming off uh, – AFC Championship appearance and Super a Super Bowl, Bowl, appearance, a Super Bowl yeah. appearance back-to-back. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're pretty well established, and this is just kind of like we are talking about with the Vikings previously. Their main roster is set. They're just going to be throwing some rookies out there, yeah. seeing who's going to make that 53-man 53 53-man roster. Exactly, and, and I'm not saying that Jordan Love's going to play all this game. Obviously, he shouldn't, right. he, he, but I do believe he's going to get uh, a little action in this game. He's got to you know he's got to build that chemistry with these guys on the field, yeah. and that's this is a really good way for him to do that. So I I do believe he's going to play for a uh, you know a little bit in this game, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of their playmakers are going to be out there as well. Uh, now that over under is sitting at thirty five, much like the first game, it opened up at thirty two and a half, but obviously it's been swelling up, and right now it's at thirty five. Yeah, I mean I, I would go with the I would go with the over, over. Andy. Same, it, it's same ju- thought, just the same thought process yeah, for yeah. me. It's just can Cincinnati do their end of it and I, I don't know and under do they want to yeah. It, yeah, it, do they even need to yeah so uh, I would, I'm a little bit more hesitant on this one but I would still mm-hmm. lean on the over alrighty well let's look at another Friday game another local team a lot of pe- li- our listeners yeah. pay attention to the Denver Broncos <laughs> heading down to Arizona to take on the Cardinals now this line opened up once again, as a two and a half uh, point spread, with Denver being the favorite, the road uh, favorite. Now it's at five and a half across the board. Wherever yeah. you're looking, Denver being the favorite. Yeah, Andy, and I, I believe that's probably correct. Uh, 
think Sean Payton's just going to want to pour it on. <laughs> I, I do. I, I think it's his first time out. His first time out. And I, I really just like the Denver quarterback situation a lot better than the Arizona one. Well. Like we talked about in the earlier segment, Colt McCoy is the Arizona guy right mm. now, followed by David Blau. Uh, another San Francisco 49er, if I'm not <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. mistaken. But as for Denver, Jarrett Stenham and Ben DiNucci are both well put together backups that really like to sling the ball and score points. So oh, yeah. I am on the over on this one. 37.5, give me that. I think this is probably the easiest one of mm-hmm. the three that I'm calling on the over. This is the one that I really like. Uh, you know, I, I just like those quarterbacks, and they're going to play the whole entire game. Jarrett Stenham, Ben DiNucci. Yeah, you have a couple guys that you know what, what they're capable of, what they can do. And a lot of books still have it at 37. They don't even have the hook. It's not 37 and a half yet. Exactly. In that, in that Cardinals defense, like we said, is projected to be one of the worst in the league. This team is yeah. one of the worst in the league. I, I believe that Denver could pour 35 points on them themselves. So They'd Try and make a statement. And that's, that's kind of been Sean... Peyton's mo, like oh, yeah. Yeah, when there's a spotlight to be had, or when people are looking, he kind of shows out, and this is kind of their coming out party. And oh boy, he's been slinging some mud uh, across the media airwaves, and you know he's going to have to back it up. And here's his first time out Friday night uh, out in the desert. Yeah, like you said, and you know, like you said, first game there, he made some key moves in free agency. Uh, he, he's mm-hmm. going to want to put that out there. This is the first time the Broncos have hit the field. I just really believe that over is going to hit, and they're going to—they're probably going to cover this spread as well, Andy. I, I just don't see the Cardinals five and a half. They're going to cover five and a half on the road. <laughs> I just don't think the Cardinals are going to be able to score. I—I I, <laughs> I, I really don't. So, uh, Colt McCoy, come on! <laughs> I really like the Broncos in this one uh, in the over. So I, I, I might even parlay those. The five and a half. Spread and the over, I think, are the best two bets. Uh, I just don't have any faith in the Cardinals this year, especially Jeez, right not, now. Not even in the preseason? Not even in the pre- uh. and, and what's worse for the Cardinals, this preseason roster, Yeah, that's their roster. Mm. There's nothing else. Yeah. Kyler Murray comes <laughs> back in week five, then they get that. But right now, this is the Arizona that they have to look forward to. Well, maybe there's a little bit more sense of urgency with Arizona <laughs> then. You don't know. It could be, but I no. Give me, the, give me the Broncos. Now, you mentioned their uh, parlay. Are you looking at any type of uh, preseason parlay for these Thursday or Friday games? You know what, Andy? we got three more games to run down for the weekend. I'll give you a parlay after that. So I'm going to make okay. the listeners stick around for the next uh, segment to get that. Well, let's take a quick minute then to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, they got you covered. Visit Stock and Rod, all one word, to get your wild game on. Don't go in there, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first. And only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron the Parlay Pounder. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Uh, yes, and we are getting back into your wheelhouse. Yeah. That is the UFC and UFC Fight Night back at the Apex yeah. in beautiful, glitzy Las Vegas on a Saturday night. About 
But before we look ahead, let's take a look back. Yeah. Talk about some of our hits and misses. And we just had one of those weeks where uh, we did fairly well. Yeah, for sure, Andy. Like you said, UFC Fight Night in Nashville last weekend. Corey Sanhagen, you know, the big headliner on the card. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We both kind of agreed that he would take this Rob Font fight by decision. Mm -hmm. You know, both have really good chins and everything, but Sanhagen is the better fighter. So I did a two-league Two-leg parlay with Sanhagen and uh, the the women's fight before that was Suarez as, as with a submission. So she really showed her class. She really did. Oh my gosh. Je- Jessica Andre is you know mm. kind of on a slate now, but they keep yep. putting her against really good fighters, and that's what's going to happen. So no, that was a fun two-teamer to hit, and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully do the same thing this weekend. And don't forget, yeah, you nailed a parlay. That's not easy to do, even if it's only a two-legger. You yeah. you also called it by submission, by decision. Those yeah. aren't easy picks to make in the UFC. Yeah, and it gives, it gives you a little juice, uh, gives you more plus money if you can do that. So yes, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, didn't sprinkle a lot of it, a lot mm-hmm. on there, but like we said in the the recording, 25 bucks brought me back 150 We also talked a little boxing last week, yeah. and we, we nailed that one. one. Yeah, it, it was fun, um, but it kind of played out pretty much what we said. Exactly. Uh, Jake Paul, like him, love him, hate him, or really hate him, uh, yeah. he's more of a boxer than Nate Diaz. For sure. <laughs> and Diaz even put him in a headlock. Yeah, Diaz got, a, got a, a single leg and a choke on him. Uh, yeah, it would be no no doubt that he could beat him in MMA, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it was kind of the way that everybody expected. I was really glad that Nate didn't get knocked out. Yeah, like we Got said, knocked down a couple times. Got knocked down a couple times, but yeah. like we said, he has that chin. He's not going to get knocked yeah. out. Yep. So it, it was a fun thing to watch. Watch. Obviously, the the back and forth banter was there. Oh yeah, uh, it is a fun thing to watch. I put a, a poll question out on our YouTube channel on the yeah. community tab. There um, is Jake Paul now closer to a professional boxer or a joke, and I believe joke is still winning. I bet joke was about a hundred percent. Not a lot of people like him, and now he's now he's talking about fighting Connor and all this oh, kind of gosh. stuff. They they just don't stop. So. Hey, he's making up millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. That's what happened. So yeah. it, it was fun. It was, it was one of my favorite ones to watch just because we knew that Nate Diaz wasn't going to get knocked out by him. Yep. It, it, was, it was entertaining, and that's what this is all about, Yeah, no matter how you slice it or dice it. Yeah. All right, let's get back into the here and now. That yeah. is UFC Fight Night back in Las Vegas at the Apex. We're going to look at that main card. Let's work our way up to the main event and let's start with that um, light heavyweight bout Khalil Roundtree Jr. taking on Chris Dukas yeah. uh, and you're looking at Roundtree here as a minus 180 favorite yeah yeah Andy and uh, I say on paper Dukas is a, you know he's he's a higher level grappler I, I would give the edge on on their feet to Roundtree so it's it just kind of the way that you want to look at this here Andy well these two guys are the number 13 and number 14 yeah. contenders in this weight class so they're close yeah, in a lot they, of they are and I think what ultimately this one comes down to is Dukakis uh, chooses to utilize his theoretical grappling edge so while I like he's coming down to 205 this isn't a matchup in which it, it's much safer to stand and trade shots with this guy. No, 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 you do not want to do this with this. Still, him being the bigger, you know, bigger man in stature. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I give him a little bit more leeway in the striking department against mm-hmm. Roundtree just because he's the bigger guy. While it's not comfortable making a bet on what a fighter should do, especially <laughs> when it's not something that he usually does because yeah. he does get usually caught up in those, you know, trade backs oh, and stuff, time. especially yeah. in the heavyweight division, it's hard yeah. not to. It, it's a risk that 
I think I'm willing to take on this one. Dukakis has 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 known before that you know he has to know that his job's on the line here. Mm-hmm. They're taking a risk on putting him down a weight class. Yeah. See if he can get a win. So I yeah. think he needs a. Pro- prioritize the winning and you know get the, get this fight on the ground and if he does that he got the fight and that's a plus money bet that I really like okay oh all right we're starting out hot here already going with an underdog uh, I like the unders on this one um, because Dukakis wins 92% of his fights by KO or TKO yeah Roundtree Jr. 73 same, same thing yeah 73% so I don't think this one's going to go to the distance yeah and and you, you kind of got to look at that Andy and you got to you got to like that um, um, but the whole thing is it's under one and a half rounds, so oh, they, they, they yeah. give you a real yeah, short rough. edge there. But this, like you said, this has the makings of being a one-round fight with these two mm-hmm. you know, explosive guys. So I'm just saying what I think is going to happen because Dukakis really needs to win a fight. Yeah. And if he if he wants to win, I know he can knock the guy out if he needs to. I'm just saying, if he's smart, he gets this guy on the ground, wins the fight that way. I like the plus 150 with him. All right, well, let's move on up the card here to the featherweight bout. Yeah, we're looking at Cub Swanson, the American, Ooh. taking on Hakeem Dewudu, the Canadian, and yeah. the Canadian big time favorite here, minus 230. Yeah, uh, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end. For Cubby here. You've said that before. The guy's like 40. He's 39. Okay. Coming off a really <laughs> bad loss to Jonathan Martinez, where Martinez finished him with a painful leg kicks. Uh, when you're getting finished by leg kicks, I think it's about time yeah. to get out of the sport. Before that, though, you know... I mean, and he's got a four-inch reach advantage, does Dewudu yeah. on, on Cub. I mean, this this just doesn't look good at all. No, and Dewudu, uh, like you said, should be a faster, more uh, effective striker as mm-hmm. Swanson lunges in way too much on his strikes, I believe, and he leaves himself open to counter strikes. Swanson has a lot of damage on his body. Dewudu will surely use this leg kicks, as Martinez did, Andy. Yeah. Uh, Swanson's cardio has been getting worse and worse, and Hakeem will have the advantage in that department as well. So much younger. Yeah. The 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 first round could be close. I mean, I'm not putting anything against uh Cub Swanson here, a really really good mm-hmm. UFC fighter. Oh well, yeah. And, and the first round might be close, but Dewudu will pull away in the second and third round if it goes that far. Like you said, the price is pretty steep for him right now at a minus 250, but if you put that as a parlay piece, I can get behind it as Swanson might be singing his swan song soon. Yeah, it's really tough to get behind Swanson. I mean, he's got a four-inch reach disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, uh, even the leg reach, he's down two and a half inches. I mean, there's just uh, he's got 13 losses um, on his UFC career. Why Dewudu is only 13 and three total. Exactly. Andy. You know, there's no wear and tear there. This is one of those fights that we talk about almost week in week out. Mm-hmm. A guy shooting up the ladder, a guy coming down it. Uh, Cub Swanson is definitely one of the the bigger names on this card because he's been in yeah. the sport for so long and sure. he's, a, he's a fan favorite of because of all the good stuff he's done in the UFC. But this is a guy, this Dewudu, they're trying to get him up the card, trying to get him ranked, all that kind of stuff. And this fight is a, is a, is a cash cow for him. Yeah, yeah, it, it should be fun, should be entertaining, but yeah. give me the youngster out of Canada. For sure. All right, let's look at the main event here. Welterweight bout RDA Rafael dos Anjos taking on Vincent LeCue, the number nine and yeah. ten contenders in this weight class. And this is pretty much a coin flip. You got RDA, slight favorite, yeah. minus 110, minus 120. Uh, Vincent LeCue sitting there at a plus 100. 
Exactly, Andy. And, you know, this is an interesting main event. And like you said, coin flip, pretty close in my book, Andy. Oh, yeah. I really think this comes down to RDA implementing his wrestling game. Mm. Uh, If he can can close the distance and get LeCue into a clinch or takedown situation, he should be able to do what Bulil Muhammad did to LeCue which was avoid the Q strikes and then take him down to win rounds. If RDA can stack up these rounds, I think he wins the fight. Uh, it, it's just that Vincent's going to be looking for that knockout, yeah. and uh, yeah. he's shown that he can do it. Yeah, and RDA, he's averaging uh, two takedowns per 15 minutes. That's far superior compared to Vincent. Just different fighting styles, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and RDA brings more to the table. I also like how he, you know, he kind of looks like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he does. You know, he's got that stash going, man. That, yep. that, that's got to account for something. He will here. rock you, I believe. <laughs> uh, but you're looking at significant strikes, all those type of numbers, those type of metrics. Uh, they're leaning towards the queue. Exactly, Andy. But if 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 recent memory serves, Andy, in his last five last fight, RDA. Uh, he got, kind of got handed a gift in fighting uh, Brian Barbarena, which is a, a, another guy that you know they he knocked they, the snot out of him. He, right, exactly. And but Barbarena had no takedown defense, and it really showed against RDA. Yeah. And it, it, this is a hard fight to predict, but I'll give a slight edge to LeCue, like you said, as I think he's a little bit better on his feet, which will make takedowns tougher for Dos Anjos. The longer the fight goes, I like LeCue. All righty. Any any uh, little props in there? Uh, total rounds? Anything like that? The, the 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 line on this, Andy. This is the main event fight, so it goes five rounds. The over under on the rounds is four and a half. So mm-hmm. uh, if this is going to go the way that I think it will, uh, Vincent is going to end this a little earlier than the fifth round. So mm. I like the under sitting there at a minus one forty. Uh, probably throw that there. into a parlay. Well, we're at that time, Mister Parlay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's your parlay play? Well, I'm going to go with a three-teamer. I got lucky with a two-teamer. I'm going to go back to a three. (laughs) I got the under on that fight that we just talked about, Vincent's versus RDA at a minus 140 under four and a half rounds. I got Hakeem Dewudu at a minus 230 to beat Cub Mm -hmm. Swanson. And then I'm taking that underdog, Chris Dukarkis. At a plus 150, you put them all together, Andy, it's a plus 514 parlay. You're putting $25 on that to win 153. There you go. There you go. And you only got, what, one under, two underdogs there, a slight underdog if you, you count the main event there. Yeah, but that the under is still at a minus uh, 140, so they think that that is going to happen. The minus 230 with Hakeem is really what's... Bl- you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, breaking the bank there. So, blowing that one up. Yep, exactly. So, Dukakis, Dewudu, and under four and a half on the main event. I think it hits. Let's go. Boom. There you go. There you have it, folks. <laughs> Straight from the Parlay Pounder there himself. There it is. Let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth and easy drinking Ale Storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team. Crafted with Pilsner Malt and Sterling Hops, making it the perfect summer baseball beer. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy. Class and joined by Jabron. Ooh, the parlay <laughs> pounder. You got it. We're back. <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, you know we've been talking a lot of NFL because it is back. It's back. 
and we talked a little preseason. We're going to talk some more preseason games. We got some Saturday and Sunday NFL football coming yeah. your way. It's preseason. We get it, but guess what? There are betting lines out on it, so we got to talk about it. If there's lines on it, we're talking about it, people. And we're going to start with an interesting one here. A couple of LA teams, a couple home squared. teams at yeah. home. Where are they going to play? I bet I can. I bet, I bet they play at SoFi. So we're looking at the Chargers taking on the Rams. Now, this is interesting. The line opened up as the Chargers a one-and-a-half, one-point favorite. Yeah. Uh, and now the Rams are a three-point favorite really across the book here. Yeah, Andy, and I, I, I don't really know the reason for this. I just think the bookmakers got a lot of money shoving in on the, the Rams, Rams. Yeah. Uh, initially or whatever, so yep. it, it caused that to flip. I don't really think there's a huge reason for this, Andy. Um, head coach Sean McVay on the Rams side is once again resting all of his starters. Already came out and said it, just as he did last year. Yep. Leaves the door open for quarterbacks John Wolford and Bryce Perkins to see a bunch of snaps for the Rams. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, quarterback Justin Herbert has never played a single snap in the preseason for the Chargers. And that will continue in this contest. Veterans Chase Daniel, you remember him Jeez, from... Jeez, he's still in the league? He, he's the starting quarterback <laughs> wow. for the Chargers in preseason. Is he a Missouri guy? Missouri, yeah. All the way back in the Big 12 days? He pretty then, much got Bill Callahan fired, I believe, when he said uh, when they wouldn't change their defense, that's high school stuff. <laughs> that's high school Ooh. stuff. Yep, I remember Ouch. that. Uh, him and Easton Stick will see a majority of the playing time. Uh Head coach Brandon Staley recently called the two players co-backup quarterbacks, so didn't okay. give a slight edge to either one of them. So that will be a thing uh, in this in this game to watch, Andy. Now it did open up at a thirty-two and a half over <clears throat> under. It's gone up to thirty-four and a half, so only a two-point increase. That's to be expected. Yeah, uh, hanging around that thirty-five point mark, which a lot of these preseason games are. Exactly, Andy, and I and I do believe this one. I would go a little bit closer on the on the. Uh, underside. Oh. I, I really don't see a lot of scoring on this. McVeigh has never put too much thought into the NFL preseason. Yeah. And, you know, and he's it's, not a big fan and of it's it. worked out so far yeah. for him. The the Rams are an 0-3 preseason record in 2021 before going to the Super Bowl, so mm. obviously it doesn't really matter to them. Um, while the Chargers may not have Herbert slinging it from the backfield, Daniel has proven to be a reliable NFL quarterback. He He's still in the league. The yep. 35-year-old has completed 68.2 pass attempts, uh, you know, in his career and all that kind of stuff. So I do believe the Chargers are, you know, should get the win here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going to take those points, Andy, if if, uh, if they're going to give them to me. So give <laughs> me that go. plus three for the Chargers. All right. Should we look at the Sunday game here? Let's do it. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Taking on the Nall and Saints are going all the way down to New Orleans here yep. for their first preseason game. Opened up at a minus one and a half as the Saints, your favorite. That has gone up to a minus three, so you don't have the hook yet. Yeah. If you're like the Saints, you better get it now because I wouldn't be surprised Surprised if it moves up to three and a half, come kickoff. Yeah, Andy, and the the whole backstory on this line, everybody's like, "What? It's the Chiefs, they're the Super Bowl champions, two out of the last three uh-huh. years." Yeah. Uh, it's Derek Carr, new uh, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, looking to improve his chemistry with new pass catchers in New Orleans. It wouldn't be surprising to see him get the start in the first pre- uh, week of yeah, preseason. Yeah, take a series, maybe two. Exactly. Meanwhile, Andy Reid has typically played his starters for one or two drives to begin. The preseason, so there's a decent chance we get to see Mr. Mahomes here uh, get an opportunity to lead the Chiefs down the field at least one drive. Even with the Chiefs likely being more cautious with their starters than the Saints, I believe the defending champions should come away with the victory here. So I'm going to take that 
plus money on the money line, Andy, Ooh. sitting at a plus one thirty-five right now. I just I think the Chiefs yeah. get get uh, get get the job done. You know, I kind of like Andy Reid's approach to that, where uh, he'll put his starters on the shelf towards the end of the second and third game. Yeah, um, but he'll give them a series or two in the first game. You know, if nothing else, just to uh, knock the rust off. You know, working a couple new run packages, whatever the case may be. And when that happens, Mahomes is going to score in what five, seven plays like exactly. he did last year. And like, <laughs> like, yeah, like you're saying, it's it's not it's not crazy. They're yeah. just going out there. Nobody's yeah. looking to hurt anybody, anyways. Mm-hmm. Get, get Kelsey a couple catches. Yep. Uh, get those playmakers on the outside a couple catches. Uh, a really good thing what you were just uh, saying to back that up. Reed has produced a 44 and 46 record in preseason throughout his coaching career. However, Reed has won five of his last six preseason matchups in the last two seasons with mm-hmm. the Chiefs. So you can tell that this team takes it a little bit more serious yeah. than uh, prior teams we're talking about. Yeah, and the Saints, uh, talking about that over-under, you know, is sitting at there at 38 points now, a little inflated compared to some of the other totals we're looking at. Yeah. But they have so many great young weapons on offense. No doubt. And you talk about Carl probably get a series, maybe two, maybe even three, depending on how this thing works out. Yep. So when you add a veteran quarterback who I think is – Pretty darn good in car. For sure. Uh, with some of these young pass catchers, uh, Chris Olavalea, <laughs> you know, these yep. guys. And if Michael uh, Thomas comes back. Yep. Yeah, I, I just I think New Orleans could uh, stack some points up here. Yeah. So I, I'm even looking at the over. Even yeah. If, you know, and you, you still can find it at 37, 37 and a half. Yeah, Andy, Andy that's, a, that's a very good bet, especially when you look at um, the Chiefs. Uh, once Mahomes exits the game, it's a combination of Blaine Gabbert uh, you know, which is a very yeah. solidified starter in his yep. time yep. Uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, San Francisco 49ers. So yep. I, I really like the over in this one as well, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Gabbard had some success uh, at all of his stops. And, for sure. And uh, he's uh, moved into that backup role for Kansas City, and uh, he knows the playbook. So, yeah, there should be some points scored, uh, as there typically is in a Kansas City Chiefs game or a New Orleans Saints game. Now we have them scoring off against each other. Exactly, Andy. And a little nugget that I want to throw in there, if anybody finds this I I just caught it here. The Chiefs team total is over seventeen and a half points. I think that hits Ooh, easy. Yeah. It's at Come a plus. On. It's at a plus one hundred right now. So yeah, yeah. it's still at plus money. Uh, I would uh, jump all over that. Like I said, I think Mahomes gets them at least seven, and then the rest of the game to get two more scores. I think they got it. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game. I think there's going to be a lot of offense. It'll be fun. All right, another Sunday game. We're looking at the San Francisco 49ers yeah. taking on the. Las Vegas, yeah. right? The Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. New look Raiders yeah. at that. This line opened up at three and a half, and it's pretty much stayed right there. Some books have it at a, a minus four as San Francisco is your favorite. Yeah, and I think that's correct, Andy. It's just that they kind of got that material built up as they can win about any game that they want to yeah. with uh, the team that they play with. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, is now the starter for the Raiders. Unlikely to play this week. Could sit out the entire preseason after missing OTAs and minicamp because of his broken left foot. Yeah, uh, you know This means we may see a whole lot of rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell and Chase Gabbers. Uh, you know, in the third and fourth stringers behind backup Brian Hoyer. So yeah. the, the the Raiders do have, you know, a capable backup in Hoyer. It's just You're gonna I, see I, some I, young guys first. Yeah. Probably the, the thing with the Raiders is that they it seems that they do take the preseason a little bit more serious. Uh the Raiders have won six of their last seven preseason games, including all four last summer under head coach Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. So 
I, is that a coincidence? I don't know. Like we said, this preseason football, it's 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 hard to get everything, uh, you know, lined up here in the first week. The 49ers got to be careful with their quarterbacks. I they mean, do. it seems like they're just always hurt all the time. I mean, who's their project, projected starter, did you say? I would say that Sam Darnold is Sam? probably going to be the yep. starter here. I would it would be crazy to me if they run Trey Lance out there and play him right now, <laughs> uh, especially if they think that he's going to start. No, I would say Sam Darnold and then uh, Brandon Allen behind him should get most of the snaps. I'm not going to say Trey's not going to play at all because he needs to play. Mm-hmm. He's that young of a player and doesn't have a lot of reps under right, his belt. exactly. But I just don't know with how fragile that he seems to be if they'll run him out here. <laughs> uh, so I would expect Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen. Uh, Sam Darnold, a big reason I think the 49ers will capture this win. How about that total? You been hammering the overs this open up at 37 and a half and it actually went down yeah trended down it's at a square 36 really across any book you're looking at here yeah. um, and that kind of goes against the grain compared to all the other games we've looked at where it opens up at a whatever 34 or 32 and a half and then it, it climbs up a little bit yeah this has gone in the other direction yeah no I and I do still think the unders the play here Andy it's it's, mm. it's a lot different from every other one defenses are typically ahead of offenses early in the summer, especially with teams like this. Uh, Garoppolo yep. won't play, like we said. Josh Jacobs won't play. Devontae Adams won't play. Uh, you know, and, and Kyle Shanahan on the other side of the ball will take a, a likely similar approach, considering also that the 49ers have gone under the total in their last seven preseason games. I'm sticking with that trend. Yeah. The under. So give me the under. That's one of the only times you'll ever hear me say that. Hey, you're pulling out some stats, though, to back it up. For sure. So you got to like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that'll about do it for us this week, folks. For Be sure. sure to follow us over on ESPN Tri-City Radio, their Facebook page, all those short videos yeah. on the reels there. Uh, Twitter, of course, we like to put out content on Twitter each and every week, um, whether it's betting lines or just polls. We have a lot of fun on that for sure uh, platform. And then, of course, our YouTube channel. We just eclipsed 2,000 subscribers. Yes, yes. How much fun. Thank you to everyone that's uh, sub. Subscribe to that. Yeah, go check that out. Uh, Like us, follow us, subscribe to us. It's a lot of fun. We love putting that stuff out there for you guys. So help us grow even more. Yep. And the the more subs we get, the more things we can do with that channel. That's just kind of how it works. And we're also over on TikTok for all you TikTokers with those free daily picks. For Jobron, the parlay pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL.